0: Welcome to the Power Moves Only Podcast. My name is Claudia Neilshaw, and I'm a marketing educator and strategist. Over the last 10 years, I've empowered women like you across the business world to step into the most confident version of themselves through coaching and marketing consulting. Too many women are hiding their incredible message and skills from the world. It's my job to uncover your genius and help you make your next power move. Because women like you change the world, and the world needs more of that. I'm here to help you elevate your voice and create your own daughter opportunity. So, are you ready? Hi, hello, my gorgeous queens, and welcome to episode nine. It really is divine. Um, and I have to apologize for my quirky voice. I was screaming far too loudly for the Matildas, the absolute queens of my heart. And if the World Cup is not part of your personality at the moment, like it is mine, after basically never watching... A soccer match prior to the World Cup. What are you doing with your life? But I'm really excited to bring you this episode today. It's with the incredible Rebecca Roberts from Little Stones. And Beck is someone who I was introduced to by a mutual friend of ours who said, you two simply have to meet. And when people say that to me, I always take it as an enormous compliment because my number one rule in my business is, When you meet an incredible woman, it is your duty to introduce her to another incredible woman. And this was that method in action uh, that I was introduced to Beck. Now, Beck and I do something very similar. We both champion and support women to build lives and businesses and careers on their own terms. Now, Beck is the founder of Little Stones, a network for women that helps its members navigate the ambiguities and complexities of work and life while supported by experts, peers, and cheerleaders. Beck has over 10 years of experience across business advisory and mental health sectors, namely eating disorder recovery. And her career can really be characterized by a strong focus on facilitating change, growth, and driving consensus in diverse settings. She's a trained facilitator, a mentor, and a speaker with an enduring curiosity for human behavior. And the psychology behind it. She sees true connection and community as the cornerstone of life. You're gonna notice in this chat that Beck and I really match each other's energies because we get on like an absolute house on fire. And this episode talks about becoming the most prosperous version of ourselves, which that in itself gives me absolute shivers and goosebumps. We talk about building impact driven businesses, human resilience, and the power of people, how to build true connection through community, creating a new offer based on customer feedback in real time, scary, how to foster a thriving culture in business and in life, counteracting and actually avoiding milestone fatigue. And if you're nodding along right now, like I am, and you run a business, you know that that's something that we uh, can fall uh, into very quickly. We talk about navigating transitions at every age and stage, how to focus on the journey rather than the destination, and something called gratitude accumulation, which I absolutely love. This episode is a little bit longer than usual. We simply couldn't stop talking. The conversation was too good. Please enjoy this episode, number nine, with the incredible Rebecca Roberts. Rebecca Roberts, welcome to the Power Moves Only podcast. How are you?
1: Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm well. How are you?
0: I'm really well, and I'm delighted to um, have you as a guest. Now, we introduced you as your formal name, Rebecca Roberts, sensational name, but you are (laughs) a Beck because we are now friends. But, Beck, I would love you to share with us who are you what do you stand for?
1: Yeah okay love it um okay so who am I well my name my name's Beck uh, <laughs> I'm so I'm originally from England so from quite quite a, a long way away but I've been living in Melbourne now for about 10 years. Uh, I guess I'll do the personal first, and I'll go into a bit what I stand for. So, um, I'm I'm a step parent. I've got uh, two beautiful stepdaughters. I've got a partner. I've got a cavoodle who's the love of my life. <laughs> um, I one of the things I definitely stand for is joy. I think that's why I think you and I connected. It's just mm-hmm. doing things like this, connecting with the right people. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of who who I am and where I am. But I guess in terms of what what I stand for. uh, This is something that I um, am quite strong with, but I actually stand, I stand for connection and prosperous living. So uh, there's a number of reasons I arrived at um, those things. But what I mean by um, prosperous living is it's not necessarily financial prosperity, Mm -hmm. but just in terms of overall quality of life. Uh, So, you know, so much of the way that we live now is in direct conflict with what we actually need to, to thrive. And I think we've, we've spoken before, but I'm kind of getting sick of all the things that are getting constantly thrown at us by somebody mm-hmm. to distract us and basically take our attention and our money away from things that, that we really value, like, you know, this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, I guess, you know, now why I'm in a space where I'm promoting, supporting and championing Life on your own terms, uh, you know your own definition of success and community. Um, so it's just I love that pros- prosperity of life, really. Prosperity um, of life. I, I think I've, I've not,
0: I've not heard it said in that way before, and mm-hmm. I really like that idea of um, how can we be almost like the most prosperous version of ourselves. We talk about being like the best version of ourselves, mm-hmm. um, but what does that actually look like? And I think. Joy is such an enormous part of that. and and Beck, how have you arrived at, I guess, what these what these values are to you? Where did you start your career? What are you doing now? Uh,
1: well, it was a long journey. Mm. So I'd say I've worked, I've got experience across a number of different areas but I'd say the ones that probably influenced me the most uh, is my time when I was working in business advisory and also my time working in uh, the mental health sector so um, and that they might not it, those two might not seem connected to start with um, but what I found through working at that time so when I was working in mental health I was working in uh It was the recovery focused work. So I was working with people who are recovering from eating disorders. But what I really noticed working with people who are scaling big businesses, they're working in teams, they're leading teams. There's a a high level of collaboration, a high amount of pressure. Um, And then over again into the mental health sector, where I was looking at people who are having to force change. They're still work, they're still working under immense amount amounts of pressure, but just in a different personal situation. And um I was just, I saw the connection between uh like just the human potential for resilience and transformation across so many areas of life. And you know, in the mental health sector, you've got to start with you. You've got to, you've got to kind of go in, in, out. And you've got to really have a strong core. But then when I was working in the business advisory, it's that you're still going in-out, but you've already built that resilience and strength. And now you're doing it to essentially influence influence change. Um, and a lot of the businesses we worked with, they were very driven by impact. Um, so they all had really amazing um reasons for being in business it's always you know family it's always doing something better it's always helping people feel it meeting a need um and just the focus on facilitating change growth driving consensus in diverse settings uh it just I just loved it it struck a chord with me I saw that uh we can do anything and it doesn't matter if you're really unwell or you're driving for you, you know um enormous business growth we can achieve anything if we just mm. we're surrounded by the right people uh, we do the inner work and then we we take action um so that was about a decade of working with the very different uh areas within business and health and I thought a couple of years ago what do I want my life to look like i have working with all these people so redefine and build what their lives look like. And I was like, well, you know, what do I want? And I just looked at what I've learned, what I love and what I'm good at. um, And I've decided that now I want to work with people who I love, which are, um, you know, smart, ambitious women. And from my time in business and, uh, yeah, the health sector, I just saw a gap where women, predominantly professional women were largely underserviced. we well, the world is changing. Uh what we are expected to do, give and receive is changing. And a lot of people are struggling to navigate this this new world. A lot of us are removed from our families as well. I'm a million miles away from my family. So who do you who do you go to? Uh so now um I am building what I would have liked to look what I would have liked to find a couple of years ago, which is a space where success can be redefined, where the integration between our work and personal lives can be supported uh, and where the opportunity that comes from connection can be realised for amazing women like yourself. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's always really
0: interesting to understand where have people come from, particularly in a professional setting that has led into the businesses and the organizations that we're running now. And so the space and the business that you're working on uh, at the moment is called Little Stones. And we were introduced by um, a mutual contact and friend of ours, because I think sometimes when you see people who are doing something for a common purpose, and I think you and I share something very similar in absolutely that idea of building that life, that business, that experience on our own terms um, and we just both happen to do it for women mm-hmm. um, but with connection being such an important cornerstone of not just the work that you've done before but the work that you're doing now how are you fostering that within the women that you're working with within the network that you're building now under this new business
1: mm-hmm. um many different ways. And I think what what I've learned as well, fortunately, when I was in the business advisory space, that was also community building as well. Uh, I think I actually think to start with, you've got to have a lot to give. Uh, I think you've got to be someone who absolutely thrives on connection, otherwise uh, you just get really worn out. Um, because obviously I, we've, we've spoken previously, but you might, you say something one time to somebody and it gets missed or it gets misinterpreted or it gets lost in their spam. So I think what you've got to do is just be prepared to go for a, a very well-rounded approach. It's lots of contact points. It's lots of ex- explaining. It's lots of face-to-face. It's online. You've got to offer a kind of a, a staggered approach to contact um, it's also, and what I mean by that is, so my community it's online and offline, and we offer sessions with varying levels of interaction because sometimes people enjoy this kind of communication, and other times people just want to sit back, turn their cameras off, but they still need a touch point. They still need to know that they're connected to something. Uh, So it's providing something that meets the needs from where everybody is throughout the week, because we're all tired and sometimes we just get sick of talking to people. Um, And then in terms of fostering, what I'm doing at the moment is it's a lot of one on one work as well. So it's really understanding what the member wants. It's really trying to refine and reiterate the value of Little Stones. Also being prepared to evolve or evolving quite quickly at the moment based on what feedback I'm getting. Um, and then it's, I'd just say a lot of talking, really. Mm. It's just constant communication, constant contact, trying to meet people where they're at. Uh, so I'd say if um, there's maybe a challenge around delving into people or understanding them, this this would be a very challenging role. But fortunately, I, I love Uh, uncovering things in people. And I love finding out what, what drives them and what ticks them off and trying to find solutions for that. So that kind of lights me up. So, but it's, it's a lot of work.
0: And I think it takes a certain level of curiosity and commitment to giving people the time and the space to let them um, almost self uncover Mm. in a, in a sense that, you create community, you create a safe space, you can absolutely guide, facilitate, prompt. But I do think that there is something I'm really setting the tone of giving. Mm-hmm. What do you have to give and what value do you have to add? Because I think we've all been in scenarios, whether it's in workplaces, in our personal lives, where you're in a group of people and there's some people who are who are the givers. They give the mm-hmm. energy, time, money, experience stories and then you've got some people who are more of the takers right Mm -hmm. and often it's because they potentially don't have a lot of experience in or haven't been taught what it truly means to um, show up and add value how do you set the tone for what the attitude is in the Little Stones community because I think that Mm -hmm. could be really hard
1: sometimes to facilitate Mm -hmm. yeah I'm working on that constantly so it's coming across or I'm working on putting that across in my marketing in my branding in the messaging in the copy so it's very much this and as as well it's worth noting as well that whatever you whenever you've got a community 80% are going to be lurkers it's Mm. just it's just the way it is you know you've always got the hyper engaged and you always got the people who just kind of float in and out and tap in and I say I guess to start with you've it's me I need to understand and accept that that's the way it's going to be um what little stones is is a a resource to everybody but then that's why I make it very clear what the expectations are around each session so uh every session it's like this is an interactive session cameras Mm -hmm. are on mics are on we're chatting these are the conversation prompts Mm -hmm. this is what everybody can get out of it um you know, and if you do want to skip, you can skip, that's fine, but this is what we're doing. And then we have another session as well. And I think, I, I actually think that's very respectful for people's mm-hmm. time. I think, you know, we've, uh, there's nothing worse than showing up to something and you haven't been prepped. You don't know what's expected of you. And then you've got to stand up and give a speech and you're like, oh, oh I wasn't ready. Mm. Uh, so I find making it as clear as possible for everybody around what's expected, and then they can make an informed decision as to whether or not they show up. And if they do show up, they know what's expected of them. And it just takes away any of that awkwardness where mm. you've put somebody on the spot. and consequently, they're not going to re-engage with you because that was a really bad experience for them.
0: and I think considering what that experience looks like, not just for the individual, but then also um for the collective, and it's not dissimilar to, building culture within organisations, within businesses, yeah. within communities, within families, you know, groups of people who are ultimately together having a common experience of potentially working towards a common goal. Why do women come to Little Stones? What are they looking for? Who are they? And what do you think that they're experiencing when they're part of the
1: community? Um, I would say, why do they come to Little Stones? Predominantly, what I'm hearing is mm. the is the community. It's the mm. network. It's the connection and the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that surprised me a little bit because I was putting a lot of emphasis on the education and all the resources. Always. And I was like, <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Um, however, uh, it's what I've yeah, what I've uh, received is that it's, it's not that that's great. And they wouldn't come if it wasn't for that, but it's, it's this kind of stuff. It's getting access to people who ordinarily you wouldn't get access to. And mm. it's in a space, it's in a forum where the space is held, uh, for them to kind of take their armor off and be like, Do you know what? My work isn't great, or this is what I'm struggling with, or I don't understand my personal finances. There's no judgment it's all a confidential space but then they know that those conversations are underpinned by the education that comes throughout uh, little stones on a monthly basis um i think so many of us we move i don't think i know so many of us move through life we kind of get another another uh, level of success in our careers or you know we um we get older which just we all just think that we need to know more <laughs> I hate to break it to you. We're aging. I know. Um and there's so much that we we feel that we now have to keep to ourselves, or we feel that we're the only ones with this challenge um, and some of us it becomes part of our identity and then we can we can start to isolate ourselves we can become physically or emotionally isolated a lot of us uh you know we're trying we're moving around the world now many marriages most marriages end now and what and i and i say that because there's a lot of women who are exiting marriages and they're coming to little stones because it's helping them uh, navigate a transition Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I'm getting women who are going into new industries. I'm getting women and exiting marriages, navigating um, children and work. So I think a a lot of it, I'm still figuring it out because obviously I'm I'm kind of building as I'm going at the moment. But what I'm getting is they join for the community and the value they're getting is that space and support around the transitions that we all have to navigate. So many of us have no idea what to do until it's too late. And I don't think anybody talks about it
0: with the transparency and the detail in a super public forum because we don't want to be criticised or we're not encouraged to do that. There isn't that um, acknowledgement of often sometimes when we're in a transition or often a turning point in our lives Mm. that we might be, you know, open about it. And sometimes we do want to keep those things private. Um, But being able to be in a safe space where we can share what that experience is like for us, rely on or, you know, really lean on other incredible women who might have insights to share, I think is such a Um, it's such a powerful vehicle. And you mentioned something a little bit earlier around the milestones of how we can all go through life. We tick off those milestones, you know, Mm -hmm. finish school, Mm -hmm. go to uni, get a job, climb the ladder, get married, have kids, buy the house, you know, we Mm -hmm. all know it. -hmm. And a girlfriend of mine um, recently said, you know, I think all of us have got a little bit of like milestone uh, malaise, like we're all like burnt out from... Constantly, constantly getting to the milestone, going, oh, here I am. What's the next one? Instead of really acknowledging and saying, wow, Mm -hmm. isn't that incredible? Mm -hmm. I I set a goal or I I had a destination in mind. This was the journey. I've now arrived. You know, what does that actually mean for me? Mm -hmm. How do you, yourself, and potentially the women that you work with, how do you create, I guess, a bit more presence around what those milestones look like so that we avoid that, you know, constant like tick box, checklist
1: of this is what I've achieved. Look how successful I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, great question. As actually last week was one of the sessions where we spoke about a lot of stuff. Yes. And I think we are very, we are an achievement focused um society which isn't necessarily a bad thing but I think what we've also done is we've really prioritized and amplified the importance of stuff Mm. but we've also been separated from our uh our groups our families and our communities which makes a lot of these achievements less valuable because if you've got you know you've got this great new job but you're kind of living at home alone and you're miles away from your family and all your friends are online. It's like, you know, when you're working hybrid, it just devalues everything. So I think what, um, what um, I'm doing here is building in that community where the successes can seem more valuable, more valuable, because everything is better when it's shared Uh, We've got a number of successes recently in in the community and it was so great. And you just see everybody's so genuinely happy that someone else has achieved something and you see the work that they've put in to get there. Also though, um, the commiserations when things go wrong, you know, you can share it. And also what we've seen as well is that, Quite often, when you put all of your problems in the middle of the table, you actually want yours back because you sit, you realise that everyone else's life's a mess as well, um, and that's been a really nice learning. But what uh, what we've spoken about and what we're working on uh, through the communication, but also also through the programs, is that it's fine to want the miles to hit the milestones, but if you and this is where you start talking about your aspirations and your purpose. And a lot of us, uh, I think we, we so push, we, a lot of us are pushed more now towards like, what's your purpose? What's your, what's your higher calling in life? Most of us don't have one. It's just, it's not a thing. Like as individuals, we, we typically don't generally have them. Mm. So a lot of us feel like, right, well we have to aim for the stuff because that might counteract the emptiness. I feel because I'm told i have a purpose and I don't have one. Uh, so what, what we talk about in the the membership is just think about how you want to spend your time. So on a day-to-day basis, how would you like to spend your day? Or how would you enjoy to spend a weekend or or a month? And then, you know, if you think we've spoken, I love. I want to do stuff like this. I want to connect with people like you and learn from people like you and be around smart, amazing people who challenge me a lot. That's how I want to spend my time. And working on the how and not the what. Yes. It means that I can be a lot more flexible. So it means that if something doesn't work, the how gives me a lot more scope. I can still move around and find other ways that I can still spend my time engaging in those activities. Mm. But it, And then if I miss the promotion, it's okay because the promotion wasn't the be all and end all. It's the how I want to spend my time, which might be done in another job, in another organization or you know, you can take up hobbies or volunteer. So it's making it more of a process or a journey as opposed to a tick box exercise. Um, But it does require a bit of a shift because a lot of us are just focused on tick, tick, tick. So it's just repeat, repetition, repetition, proof, um, and a bit of peer learning around, uh, yeah, focus more on the journey and not so much, the end goal and life, it really does get uh, more enjoyable.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, somebody said to me, uh, gosh, a few years ago when I was making some shifts in my own business and she said, Claudia, the time's going to pass anyway. So Mm. it doesn't actually really matter what you do. You can (laughs) not do anything or you can try this thing that feels a bit scary or you feel like it's going to take up all your time or you feel like it's going to disrupt, you know, what you want to do in your life. Uh, but but it actually doesn't matter because the time is going to pass anyway. So you might as well do something mm-hmm. that is going to get you a little bit closer to where you want to go. And I think yeah. you've spoken so beautifully about this spectrum of on one side we've got the physical um, object, the stuff, the milestones, and on the complete other end we've got the what's your higher calling and what's your purpose, which can seem very far-fetched for people, right, mm-hmm. and to to have been on one side of the spectrum, go all the way to the other side. And you're kind of like trying to find this happy medium of how can I live a life that really uh, satisfies me that every day I wake up and I say, you know what, I'm doing things that make me feel really great and doing things Mm -hmm. that make you feel really great might be as simple as I really like that. Um, I have an office job that I can work in school hours so I can go and pick my kids up from um, school, take them home, spend quality time. I love that my business allows me to travel for half the year and whatever it looks like. But I think it's about getting clear on ultimately what would look really great for you right now because I think we can get overwhelmed with trying to say like in 10 years' time, where do I want my life to be? Ten years' time, Mm -hmm. we're like, mate, I'm I'm trying to survive now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to the root of what I'm about right now and an exercise I really love to do which I probably do maybe once a quarter or three times a year is I sit down and I go great what does my perfect day look like right now
1: yeah what yeah. like
0: from from dawn to dusk what does my perfect day look like and am I living that right now or am I actually not that far off it because sometimes mm-hmm. there's that gap between where we are now, where we want to be, and we think it's so expansive and that mm-hmm. it's this massive jump where actually it's more of a question of saying, how can I make this happen instead mm-hmm. of what do I, you know, what's the thing, you know, what do I need? It's what's the journey that we're going to go on together to eventually
1: realise what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's so much in that, what you just said, I think as well, a lot of us overlook the small things. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing, I do a gratitude practice. I've, I've done it every day for, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years now. Oh. And I'd say, and you know, gratitude is very buzz, buzzwordy and everybody has a gratitude practice, but I actually think just five minutes every day mm-hmm. and it compounds, but also what it does is it just trains you. To shift your perspective five degrees, so when even when things are going wrong, which you know is all the time, like every day, is bad stuff happens. But if you just train yourself to be grateful, you can be grateful that the sun's shining, or mm-hmm. for for you know, you. I'm from England. You're from um, Australia. Grateful for healthcare. You know, if you look at look at the the, the small things, but that yes. most of the world don't actually have free healthcare. We're safe. Uh, you know, if we walk out into the street, the police officers will help us. And I think so many of us, we are so far removed from the reality of what 90% of the world is experiencing that we can get really down on the fact that so-and-so didn't call us back or we had a bad day at work. Mm-hmm. And that blinds us to the other opportunities that we do have that we're choosing not to take. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, you know, time's going to pass anyway, but, um, so, you know, we, we can sit there and wallow, which is great. You know, sometimes it does feel good to wallow and you just got to feel sorry yourself for yourself. I bit. think
0: wallowing okay
1: though. Yeah. But
0: also like when you're in that, like accepting the average, it's that accepting, this is what my life's going to look like. It's going to be mediocre. It's not going to be anything special. Um Whereas it like, it doesn't have to be at all. Like you're exactly the time's going to pass, whether you're wallowing, yeah. whether you're accepting average or whether you're doing the things that actually light you up and make you feel awesome.
1: Yeah. And I mean, even like you can have a really, like I would say I live a very average life, mm. but I find so much joy in it. And it's like, so I go to a coffee shop every morning, have the same coffee and I say hello to the baristas and I'm going to do that straight after this. And I'm really looking forward to it. Beautiful. And it's like, Yeah, it's like, but so, but you look at my life and it's nothing special, but you just, you punctuate it with these moments of joy where you're just like, actually, that's really cool. And you give yourself the space to enjoy it. And then, even if you are living an average life, which most of us are, Mm -hmm. we can actually still see the value in it. And I think so, you know, most of us are, we are our own, all of us, we're our own worst enemies. Um, and if we just shifted our mindset a little bit, we could see either the possibility or how good things actually are. Um, and where you said time's going to pass anyway, it made me think about one of the reasons I'm building little stones. As so one of the I'm, I'm putting myself through the trauma of building little stones, <laughs> building a business, being on the roller coaster. Oh my goodness. Coaster. I know. Yes. One of the reasons I've putting myself through this but also wanting to provide this is because so from working with uh, the my clients in mental health you are looking at people whose lives have fallen apart Mm -hmm. and it's so hard because you're sitting there and you see the potential in them and you can see that they you know, were in great jobs or they were doing grab programs and, and you see now that things have changed and they might've been in this where you're, where you're meeting them in the hospital, they might've been there for five years. And it's just, you realize that life uh, is fleeting and that it's all, it's going to end for all of us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do just need to dig a little bit deeper to get out of the hole that we're in. Um, but if we don't, it's. I always kind of am, am brought back to that, that time where I was working with people where they had they don't have any hope, and it's your job to try and give them hope, but it's hard for them. Uh, so I think something one of the reasons why uh, Little Stones is, is being built and is doing what it's going to do is because uh, we should have hope. And we should have um, a space for where people are really driving for change. and They really want to do something amazing, but they need those cheerleaders because a lot of us, you know, you try and do something amazing and you're surrounded by the same people you've always been surrounded by and they don't get it or it doesn't make sense. Um, And it's seeing people struggle in almost full isolation in what seems like a hopeless situation has really just pushed me to want to create a space where people can come and there's lots of hope and they can see if they can access opportunity they can access other people and you it I, it, it kind of opens up your eyes to what you can achieve mm. uh, which i think goes back to that prosperous living which may or may not be financially related but i think it's it's a lot it's a lot more than just money
0: it is and you know i think having such a powerful uh purpose and why behind the business that you're building is you know essentially the thing that gives it longevity because if you believe in something enough or if you have something that gets you out of bed every morning in this business, creating this community, providing hope, I just think that that's um, such a such a wonderful thing. And Beck to finish every episode, we like to ask um, every guest or I like to ask every guest, what is a power move that you have made in your life or in your business recently that you would like to share with us?
1: Uh, I have thought about this. I feel like this might be a bit disappointing in terms of power. It's never move. disappointing in, <laughs> in terms of power moves. So, I my business is in it's actually in pre-launch at the moment. So, we're launching the full membership in a couple of months. And I would say a power move that um, I've taken was. Just to, it was to launch the the pilot program. Uh, it took a lot of work to get there. It took a lot of recruiting to get the the, the pilot members, and it was for me, it was just the absolute um, gut wrenching fear of putting something that you've been building in front of a group of people who may or may not be your target audience and saying do you like this? Yeah, (laughs) Um, And yeah, I'd say, so it's not, you know, it's nothing super impressive. I haven't launched fully, but it was just the first step. Excuse me,
0: none of this, it's not super (laughs) impressive. You felt fear about something that you wanted to bring into the world that you were wildly passionate about and you know can change people's lives. And like anybody who has launched anything, that initial questioning and doubt and fear that we experience of like, Oh my goodness. Are they going to like it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is this going to work? And is this going to be everything that I imagined? And you then give yourself evidence that you can keep doing it and doing Mm. it again. And you've done exactly that. That's,
1: That's a massive power move.
0: Oh, thank
1: you. Uh yeah. Well that's that, good because that's all I've got to give you. So <laughs> I don't have another one. So yeah, it's
0: like go down the power move list. Here's another one I prepared. <laughs> oh, on, I've you. got
1: I've got 15 actually. Yeah. So we can just work. No, I've got one and that's it. You're welcome. <laughs> it is that's an incredible
0: power move. And I think you know, for so many women in business who listen to this podcast, whether they're running businesses, they're leaders in organizations, they're building practices in other people's businesses. Putting yourself out there, even when you do feel fear and doubt, I think is um, incredibly courageous and a massive, massive power move. But Beck, I'd love you to tell us where can people find you, connect with you, find more out about Little Stones that I'm sure they'll want to be part of the community.
1: Uh, sure. So everywhere, really. Um, website, it's Little Stones Group. Uh, same on LinkedIn I'm Rebecca Roberts on LinkedIn and Little Stones group on Instagram as well and I do say to everybody if you want to just email me click the website the email address and email me
0: beautiful and I will include all of those links in the show notes as well Beck it has been such a delight talking to you today thank you so much for coming on the podcast and I cannot wait to see uh the impact that Little Stones is going to have (laughs)
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I, lo- I love our chats, chats. I'm always pumped afterwards. So thank you for having me. <laughs> You're so welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye.
0: This episode of the Power Moves Only podcast has been brought to you by the Power Moves Club, a membership for women in business who want to learn, grow and connect together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Thank you for being along this journey. I can't wait to bring you more. Have an amazing day.